Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Game in the NFL was played when the Green Bay Packers traveled to Soldier Field to play the Chicago Bears. The rookie running back Herbert gets his first start with the Chicago Bears alongside his third start with rookie Justin Fields. The Bears kept it close with the Green Bay Packers in the first half until discount double-check Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers woke up in the second half and decided that they remembered how to play football. The Bears shot themselves in the foot way too many times on way too many occasions. So what went wrong with the Chicago Bears versus the Green Bay Packers? Is Justin Fields actually taking steps forward to getting better? Was the game plan the problem, or did the Green Bay Packers just make better plays? Who actually stepped up for the Bears? Is Matt Nagy thinking about calling plays again? We hope not. We're going to discuss all of that and more here on the Coach Steve Show podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, where we discuss everything in the NFL, college football, and great interviews with different coaches all around the country. Today's episode, we're going to recap the Chicago Bears versus the Green Bay Packers. Before we dive into all that information, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, the like button. Your podcast, or this podcast, can be listened to wherever you listen to your podcast. So Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all of that. Please go follow it. If you follow the podcast, it will alert you, especially on Apple when the new episode drops. Um, The podcast can also be found on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, where there's a ton of different podcasts from every single sport that you can think of, fantasy sports. There's even stuff on there that does not involve sports. So if you want something else outside of sports, go to the Belly Up Sports Podcast. 
podcast network at bellyupsports.com and also subscribe to their YouTube channel. And with all this uh, sports going on, betting is in full swing. I give you my picks of who you should bet on. Um, I don't have a bad record. You know, if you want to make some money, the Billy Up Sports Podcast Network and this net- podcast are working with BetUS or BetUS, however you want to say it. Uh, BetUS-BellyUp Sports, if you use that link in the description, or just go to BetUS-BellyUp Sports, it'll take you there. You use that link. And right now, if you go join and you make a deposit and you have a referral code, if you do join 125 with a minimum deposit of $100, you're going to get a 125% signing bonus, which is crazy. Now, with Bet U- with BetUS, it's more than just sports betting. There's crypto stuff on there. There's casino betting. Everything that you can think of, you want to play some blackjack, poker, all that, just bet on some sports. If you use the code JOIN125 and deposit minimum of $100, 100% of that 125% signing sign-up bonus will go to sports betting. The 25% is going to go to casino betting. So you can bet on sports. You can go bet on or play um, anything in the casino to go make some money. You use the picks that I give you for free. And you use that code, you're going to go make a lot of money. So who does not like free money? So go do that for me. Join 125. Bet us Sports. You're going to get 125% signing bonus. 100% is going to go to sports betting. 25 is going to go to casino betting. So go do that. Go check all of that out for me. So let's dive into today. The Green Bay Packers travel to the Chicago Bears, the oldest rivalry in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers has had the Bears number since he's gotten to Green Bay, sitting behind Brent Favre. And then when he took over, he has just thrashed the Chicago Bears. He has been a pain. And the Bears uh, asked for a long, long time. Um, But in the first quarter, the Bears actually look like a competent football team. Uh, we actually, on defense, the defensive line really, really stepped up. Uh, Cleo Mack was getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers. He recorded a sack. The Bears all together, I believe, had three sacks on Aaron Rodgers. Um, the linebackers and coverage guys and the safeties and corners were actually covering guys pretty well to allow the defensive line to get some pressure on Aaron Rodgers, even though he would get outside the pocket. He wanted to throw it, but our guys were covering pretty well. Um, there was another injury to their center for the Packers, their their center that they liked. They hurt his finger, and now he got hurt again. Uh, so the D-line actually really took advantage of a struggling offensive line in the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but, you know, so we're just going to go half by half here. So in the first half, we controlled the Green Bay Packers. We actually outscored them seven to nothing in the first quarter, uh, but the, the this is where it gets a little frustrating. We we have the Green Bay Packers right where we want them now. They're never out of the game. They are never out of the game. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to. Josh Myers, he hurt his knee. After he hurt his finger, he hurt his knee. It was in the first quarter. It was, I believe, on the fifth play of the game. Um, They don't think it's going to be a season-ending thing, but um, their left tackle returned, so he was trying to come back. Um, But Green Bay Packers' offensive line has been hit or miss. Now, Aaron Rodgers, when you listen to him talk on podcasts or anything, he defends – the offensive line pretty well, but our defensive line is actually not bad when we're healthy. Akeem Nix is still coming off 
I believe, a lower body injury. But Khalil Mack, we got just pressure. First quarter, we were able to pressure. We were tackling well. When you look at the line of scrimmage versus their offensive linemen, we were actually clogging up. Their offensive line was not moving our defensive line, which allowed the linebackers to come up and make plays. And we were just covering down the field pretty well. We were taking away what Aaron Rodgers wanted to do. But the problem is you have to continue. Adjustments in football really don't happen like the announcers say they do. Um, The only adjustments you can really make is, well, these plays aren't working, but we have these plays. And the only real adjustment you might make is, well, instead of running a post, maybe he runs a vertical, maybe he runs a dig. And that's really the only adjustments you're going to see. In the NFL, they might be able to add some plays here and there, but... You know, not real adjustments. So the problem with the Green Bay Packers that you have with Aaron Rodgers is they're going to make slight adjustments or they're just going to do different formations or if they get the run game going, it will open it back up. But we just have to control the run game and make sure Aaron Rodgers doesn't get crazy amount outside. But in the first quarter, in the first half, we were able to kind of do that. Um, I have to give credit in the first quarter, defensive line and safeties and corners for the for the Chicago Bears. They were They were doing that. For us, able to get the defensive line. The defensive line was just clogging things up. They were getting off blocks. They were ripping off. It was very fantastic to see them step up. Offensively, Coach Laser continued to call plays, which was great because we're, I don't know about the rest of any Chicago Bears fans, I'm on the edge of my seat just waiting for Matt Nagy to come back and call plays. I'm afraid that if a game like this happens, that he's going to put his nose in where it doesn't belong. Or if we do lose a game, he's going to come back and say, well, I'm going to take over. We were on a two-game win streak with Coach Laser calling plays. And so that's that's what I'm really afraid of. But offensively, the Bears, they were able to establish the run early. Herbert had to uh, start for the Chicago Bears, and he looks – he kind of reminds me of Matt Forte. He's not quite as big, but the way he ran, the way he looks, how sneaky he is, he kind of looks like a Matt Forte, which is great. He's a rookie running back. We were able to establish run early. Laser was doing motions. He was putting in extra linemen. He was, you know, to go on balance. We were putting in a tight end wing sets. And we were running a lot of zone scheme, which the offensive linemen actually were blocking pretty well. The Green Bay Packers don't have this amazing defense, but they are they're pretty fast. The Packers really thrive on their speed. And our offensive line were really able to block well on zone schemes. They were able to get hands-on and not really let go. And Laser really was using Komet pretty well. We were able to roll out and throw to the, our tight ends. The tight ends were blocking pretty well. You saw double teams with Jimmy Graham and Komet to get outside um, on certain run plays, certain toss plays. Um, when what happens, with and I've said this from the get-go, in order to get Justin Fields better, in order to get him to play well, you have to get the run game going for him because at Ohio State, I've said it a million times, and I'm going to just live, I'm going to die on this hill. He needs a run game. At Ohio State, when you have two running backs that can get you 125 to 150 yards apiece, it, it, it softens, it, it pulls people into the box because they're worried about it. And, and Justin Fields, I've always said, he does have the threat to run, so the box, people are going to come up into the box. You have to get some type of run game going and then short passes and play actions. Now, can he throw the ball down the field? Yes. It's just kind of inconsistent. He will overthrow people. Um, he tries to just Brent Favre and fling it into the tight windows at times, but he needs the play action. He needs the short passes. So the the Bears, that's what Laser is. He wants to establish the run first. 
that opens up a lot of things for Justin Fields as long as they execute. Um, again, the Packers rely on speed. So in that first quarter, going into the second quarter, that's what was happening. We were able to establish the run game. Our offensive line was being very physical, which was great because we have a struggling offensive line, as everybody knows with the Bears. It's just what it is. And they kept the game plan simple. They did do a lot of motions and shifts. Like I said, a lot of unbalanced. And the big thing was play actions. And make, and Justin Fields, when you give him a play action and roll him out and he plants his foot, he does throw the ball pretty hard. So he's able to make those type of dart throws into a tight window because you have been running the ball so much that it freezes the linebackers or those outside linebackers or those safeties that roll down. It does freeze them for a second, so it gets your wide receivers. But the wide receivers and Daryl Mooney and Robertson and, and all of them, they've actually been playing pretty well too. They've been making good catches for Justin Fields. So the offense has been clicking. So in that first quarter, that's what we saw. They ran the ball down the field, short play action or play action, short throws, march down the field, we scored. We look like a very competent football team. But again, the Packers don't come out and make these crazy adjustments. They make little tweaks, but it's not like this huge groundbreaking adjustments. It's just maybe we're going to do this play out of this formation. Maybe we're going to shift to this formation and do this play. Um, maybe we just, instead of running this route, they're running around this route. Well, instead of blocking this guy, let's block this guy. Well, hey, on this, on these concepts that we're running on these pass plays, instead of reading, instead of maybe reading the the, the, the strong safety, maybe you're just going to read the corner because he's not, do, like the read doesn't need to be him. That is the type of stuff they can do in the NFL. These crazy adjustments that people talk about just don't happen. Because then after the first quarter and second quarter, the Packers just started to play better. It's not necessarily adjustments. They just said, hey, we're going to execute. We're going to play well. We're going to stick to the game plan. We have Aaron Rodgers. Now Aaron Rodgers started to get outside the pocket. He started to run. I think you got to live and die by that until you get into the red zone. But if Aaron Rodgers is going to run and you're able to stop the passing game and him get into a rhythm and they can't run the ball, I think you just got to live and die by that. Um, you know, Packers started to play a lot better. And then that second quarter, we really started to kind of – Kind of um, not unwind. We kind of start to lose it a little bit. Um, you know, Justin Fields did throw an interception, and that, and then we come down and we're marching down the field. And this is kind of where Bears are just going to do Bears things. We march down the field, and you know, I know at one point, I don't think it was in the second quarter, in the first quarter, we thought they jumped off sides. He threw the ball up and. He's intercepted and all that type of stuff. And then we're marching down the field. Again, he overthrows it. Almost another interception. And then all of a sudden, it's like, we, I, I believe the Green Bay Packers, they got a penalty or there was a timeout. Coming out of a timeout, we get a delay game penalty. Now, I'm not saying that's on the on Justin Fields by any means, but like for the Bears, from Matt Nagy and Coach Lazer, like you don't have a play call put in. You're in the NFL. Like a high school, we would have a a, a play put in. So, I mean, we get down there. Now we're out of field goal range. Um, you know, the, the delay game penalty just killed it. And then Justin Fields gets hit, and now we're out of field goal range. We can't get those points. So now you're going into halftime. Um, you know, not on a good – what's the word? I'm, you're, you're not going in with any type of momentum. So the Green Bay Packers scored 10 in the second quarter. So now you go into halftime instead of making it 10-10 or having an opportunity to make it 14-10. You're going in, and now it is 10-7 Green Bay Packers. And again, this is kind of where they're not making adjustments. They're just making tweaks. Or maybe like in the NFL, you have these type of plays in your playbook or in your back pocket that you say, well, 
we weren't going to do this, but now we are. You're not able to do that, uh, like always at the college level or at the high school level, but in the NFL, you can. So when you're looking at the first half, it's 10 to 7, Mason Cross. We had a 39, you know, yard field goal with four minutes left. Um, at halftime, Justin Fields was 7 to 12 for 69 yards. He had the interception where he thought it was an offside, just threw it up. Rodgers was 8 for 11 for 73 yards and a touchdown. Um, then the second half, just the, the Packers kind of opened it up on us. Uh, coming into the second half, Packers really started. They, they started to do a little more swing routes that I tried to see or that I saw with their running backs. They did a little more swing routes because um, if you look at Aaron Jones, he ended up having 34 yards receiving um they finally got Devonte adams open because you can't keep can't keep them caged for so long he ended up having 89 yards lazard had a decent game he had some big catches he only had three but the ones he would were third and longs or just to move the ball but you know when you get aaron jones involved in the past game and you're starting to run the ball aaron Rodgers was starting to run the ball he had 19 uh yards rushing as a team they had on 54 yards and Rodgers ended up with 195 yards and two touchdowns you just allow the Packers to just march down the field and score, and that's what they wanted. The Packers just said, you know what, we're just going to march down the field. We're going to keep the ball away from you as long as we can and try to make sure that Justin Fields can get in rhythm. Not that they're scared of Justin Fields, but they really just don't – they don't want the Bears getting a rhythm. They're going to take their time to come down and score because the time of possession, not long – but the Packers end up having the ball for 32 minutes and 17 seconds compared to the Bears. We had it for 27 minutes and 43 seconds. Um, we had that turnover. The Green Bay Packers had 323 yards to our 277. So the Green Bay Packers just kind of were converting on a lot of third downs, the big catches. And every time you think you we had them stop on third and 10, Aaron Rodgers just makes this short throw. Bam, good, done. So the second half, they just opened it up. Now we did come down and make it a close game. Um... You know, the Bears had that horrible end of the second quarter. Um, I saw more swing routes, more short routes. Um, they started to get the run game going now to take the pressure off Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon had big runs. He was getting big 8-10 to 10 yard runs. He didn't end up with a lot of yards, but it was, again, it was the end of the point in time. If it's second and eight, they're giving him the ball. If it was third and three, maybe they're giving him the ball. And you, were like, you they just have weapons. When Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, you're going to have weapons. But when A.J. Dillon starts to break off a couple decent yard runs, that's a problem because you're not just now focused on Aaron Jones. Now you got to focus on A.J. Dillon. Um, up until we were getting into the end of the third, going into the fourth quarter, um, Aaron Rodgers started to run outside the pocket. Where receivers were breaking off their routes better, um, not allowing them to be covered by our safeties and corners. And so he was able to move outside the pocket and make the throws that he needed to. Um, but Justin Fields, he started to overthrow receivers. Um, there's a couple of that like, he would try to get him to the sideline and he would overthrow him. And that's why I, I've said at Ohio State, Ohio State, he started to do that. Now, was he getting better at it? Yes. But Ohio State, I've said this. If you watch film, there's post routes he overthrows um, when he's trying to fit in between like two defenders and all this. He will overthrow them. Even when they're single receiver, they'll overthrow everything else. That's kind of what he does. But he started to make plays with his legs. But now here's the problem with a running quarterback, in my opinion. It's great that he can make plays, and there's times where he's keeping his eyes down the field and everything else, but as the game went on, when the our offensive line really started to break down, we have a struggling offensive line. Yeah, we played good in the first half, but when they start bringing the pressure, when they start coming after us, 
Justin Fields started to move his feet more. Now, he made a lot of good runs there to get outside the pocket. But then what starts to happen is once he has success doing that, there were a couple times where I think he had a pocket. The pocket was going to be tight because an offensive line, when you get a defensive end, if he starts to go inside of you, sometimes instead of just trying to shuffle your feet in because you can't, you're going to drive him down. You're going to get your hands on and drive. So it causes instead of like a V pocket, you know, like a pocket's going to look like a V here where the quarterback is like the microphone. Well, now it's going to start to collapse, but the quarterback can still step up or slide to the right and be able to make a throw down the field. So when he was starting to, but what happens is though, if the inside collapses, but the defensive end or the linebacker that blitz is on the tackle, you start to run out. It makes the tackle's job harder to to, to shuffle his feet or kick slide to get in, in front of that defensive lineman to kick him out. And when you start running to, to, to pass protect, excuse me, so it just makes his job harder. So Justin started to get some success running the ball. Not saying he wasn't looking to run, but I think he started to get, I call it happy feet with quarterbacks where he, he he's able to run and now he's starting to move outside the pocket. He's starting to do this. So I just think there was times there near the end of the fourth quarter that that started to happen. Um, but he did start to hold on the ball too long, which I talked about. They talked about when you compare Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. He was holding on the ball too long. Now, again, these are things he did in college. He's a rookie, and I, I know I'm not the biggest Justin Fields fan just because I'm not saying he's going to be the savior now, but I have said this a million times. He can get better. I've said he can get better. I said with reps. I said all this, yes, there is an upside. I just thought at the time offensive line should have been the – the, the, the main focus, and I'm okay saying I'm wrong on things and everything else. I think he is taking steps to get better, but it's not the, but we're all impatient. We kind of want to now. He's not taking huge steps to get better, but you're seeing it. He, there are times where he's looking downfield instead of to run. He does make these incredible throws, and they're, they're accurate throws. They're hard thrown balls, but they're pretty accurate. It looks like a Jay Cutler type of ball. When he was with Chicago Bears, he would make a lot of those type of throws. Um, but then when you're when you're thinking about running, you're getting outside, if their defense starts their defense start the, the, the Packers defense started to tackle Justin Fields, um, which caused us to get in to get in long, but um the run game was still there, which we were able to come down to the field and make it a 17-14 game. You know, we're we're only three points behind. And then once you get but once you start running a little bit and they know it and they can bring a guy down, able to tackle you. When you know you run outside, you're going to get that defensive end out and try to collapse it on one side to get him to move to one way. And once they start tackling, we started to get into longer distances. I remember there was a play, I believe we're on the 35 or the 40, 45, somewhere in there, and, we, and Justin Fields got tackled. Now it's like fourth and 25, well now, or third down, and it's long. They had vertical routes and a longer um, dig route coming in. It was probably 12 to 15 yards. When we get in those situations, that takes longer to develop. And with a struggling offensive line, and Justin Fields started to get happy feet and start to move, the play takes too long to develop. We can't make the throw down the field. You're, they're double teaming our guys. If you have to keep the running back in to block to help the running back, or the, the running back in to help the offensive line, that just takes another person. They can double more people. And so just things that happen in offense when this when this goes on. Um, he, I, it just looked like Justin Fields when he was trying to run. Once he had a few success running the ball, he was going to do too much. He was going to try to put all on his back, and that's something he's going to have to learn that he doesn't have to do that if he stands in the pocket and throws. If it's you know, there are times he's going to have to run. It just looked to me like there were times 
the pocket was not going to break down. It was just going to be clogged up in the middle. He just got to slide to the left, make the throw. When he slides to the left, if nobody's open and he can take off, take off. But slide, look, keep your feet moving or chopping, keep your feet and your hips able to move, all that stuff. He'll learn that, but that was just kind of this rush mode. We're trying to come back. You know, we're getting, we're down 24 to 14. Aaron Rodgers does run. <laughs> we'll get to that at the end. So then at the end, you're losing running back or the Green Bay Packers are finally getting the run game going. Um, then we can't tackle them. We can't stop them. And they are able to win. Um, we lose 24 to 14, but it was a close game. It was closer than a 24 to 14 game, which was good. You want to play them close. Um, and that's all we could do. I mean, Justin Fields just made some, did not make some plays, but the offensive line didn't do great. Um, so one of the questions is, is Justin Fields getting better? I think he is now. If you look at the numbers, 16 of 27 for 174 yards and one touchdown, one interception. I mean, he's not putting up these crazy amount of numbers, but it doesn't like we have these crazy amount of great players either. But they're getting better as well. I thought Herbert, our running back, had 97 yards rushing. He did great. Justin Fields had 43 yards of rushing. We don't have a bad receiving core. Robinson, Komet, Mooney. Now you have Herbert coming in to help out. Even in the past game, if we can get him the ball, he ended up having 15 yards receiving. It's not a bad crew. We just have to continue to click on offense. And we just can't get down big. And we can't put Justin Fields in those situations. And he has to get better at pocket awareness, which will happen. But I think he's taking baby steps to get better. It's not these huge steps. But, he, but he's taking steps to get better, and I think as long as Coach Laser keeps keep, keeps calling the plays. I didn't think it was a bad play calling. Penalties hurt us. Um, I, the one time I do blame him or Matt Nagy is when we didn't have a play called coming out of that timeout. We could have gotten a you know a uh, field goal. Coach Laser's not calling a bad game. I don't think it was a bad game. We had the run game going. Passing, you know, the play action stuff was there. They, it, it's just times Green Bay Packers. They made their speedy on defense. They're going to get to the wide receiver to disrupt the, the pass, and they're not going to make it. Um, they, they rely on speed. The run game was there once we get uh, Montgomery back, and we got him and Herbert running the ball. It's going to be a dynamic duo with them and the threat of Justin Fields. Now you can do really good play actions. You can do screen games to get their eyes looking one-way motions, maybe put in some option stuff with Justin Fields and, and them. You never know who's going to get the ball. Then you have Komet out there. You have um, – Graham is not getting much involved, but he's still a threat. He can block. He can go down the red zone. When they got down the red zone, they look, you know, when Justin Fields had his touchdown pass, they were looking over at him. Like, there's times they look at him because he's a red zone threat. Um, so there's all this stuff the Bears can still do. Coach Lazor did not call a bad game, but once you get down and the, and the Packers, you know, um, made their little tweaks, not adjustments, tweaks, um, it's hard to come back from, you know, and people think in football you're going to make these huge adjustments. Well, it's hard to make adjustments at halftime that people think happen. Like, oh, my God, let's put in this play. NFL, you might be able to draw stuff up in the dirt. And when you have really good teams, you can kind of do that. But in raw reality, there's not these huge, huge groundbreaking adjustments you can make at halftime. You can say, hey, when we're running this concept, instead of breaking at this yard, break it at this yard. Or, hey, I can tag a route and change it. So, like I said, if you run a post, well, let's run a dig. Well, hey. Instead of running a corner, we're going to have you run a post corner or a corner post and stuff like that. We're going to do a stutter step. We're going to do this. Those are the type of tweaks you can make. Or like, hey, instead of reading this guy on this play because this is how they're lined up to it, you're going to read this guy. You can make more quote-unquote adjustments on defense, but on offense, there's really not these groundbreaking things. You can tweak blocking schemes. You can tweak their alignments. You can tweak all that stuff. But there's not this huge, huge adjustments that can be made when this happens that people think. Um, but when Packers make those little tweaks, Aaron Rodgers is the best at making those tweaks. 
making slight adjustments on routes or the landmarks and the yards and the steps. Once they start doing that, it's hard to beat them when they get rolling. The only thing I will say is this, you know, you got this taunting thing going on. Aaron Rodgers at the end when he ran in for a score, you know, he's looking at the crowd and everything. saying, I own you. I've owned you my whole effing life and this and that. Now, I like Aaron Rodgers until we have to play him. When we play him, I don't like him. Watching him actually do interviews. He's on the Pat McAfee show. Just listen to him talk the things he's done for the, the community there. I actually, he seems like a good person, but when we play him, I don't like him. The taunting penalty, that should that should have been a taunting right then and there. Like, I've owned you. I've owned you my whole life. Where was the taunting for that? Like, come on, guys. If we, we have to be consistent on this NFL taunting thing, which some of it's ridiculous. The Bears had it where he was, like, pointing at him. I kind of get it. Or, like, unnecessary. Like, that. Yeah, part of me is just, like, tackle and go. But, like, there's some things I think, like, if you go up to him and you do, like, like the crotch thing, like that type of thing. Yeah, that's talking about he, you just tackle him. You say, I'm coming back for you next time. Well, like that that's part of the game. Because Rodgers got up and said something and all this. And like It's just when they put new rules in, there's kinks. But some of it's just so stupid. There's no common sense. You call that an understated roughness or taunting or whatever. And then Rodgers, he does the belt thing, whatever. But then he's looking at the crowd. He's looking over. He's like, I own you. I've owned you my whole life. Like, Shouldn't that be taunting? Not saying he was going to change the outcome of the game, but then you got to set the president. Did you just do that because it was Aaron Rodgers and he's a big face of the franchise, reigning NFL MVP? Like, come on. We've got to establish what the rule is, establish I know, consistency in this rules and all that stuff. Make it better. Um, but yeah, Bears, we're so close to, to, to beating them. Once we get a new head coach and a new management and – and laser, maybe he be, um, keep a guy like him to call plays once we start getting into that rhythm. Maybe once we get a healthy offensive line. Um, and if Justin Fields can continue to take those baby steps and get better, I think they'll be okay. But the Packers aren't this great, amazing team. But when they have Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't matter who knows on the field with them. With Aaron Rodgers, he's going to get them the ball. But Bears do take a step forward. Um, it's frustrating to see when you're that close. Offensive line starts to break down a little bit. Justin Fields got happy feet outside the pocket. We weren't making the catches or making the throws that we were making in the first half. Then you had just penalties, holding penalties, um, you know, the false starts or the, you know, delay a game. Those those kill us. We have a good field goal kicker this year and just kills us. Um, but, yeah, we're Green Bay – or uh, Bears fans, we're so close. We're so close that we can – that you can smell it. You can state – you could smell it. We're getting pretty close that we can beat the Green Bay Packers. Um, but that, that was my short little Bears recap of this. Um, we just got to continue on offense to play action, get the run game going, short passes, um, quick RPOs. Those really help Justin get into a rhythm. He's the guy that has to get into a rhythm. He can't just go out there and do it. He's got to he got to build it up. He's not Aaron Rodgers. I can just make a deep throw right away. We got to get him going. He can make these throws. He's taking baby steps. Offensive line's playing better. We got to stick to the zone stuff. Just full blocking. I don't think we're a power team. Zone blocking. Um, maybe trap, and that's about it. I don't think we need to do anything else in the gap scheme world. Zones, wide zones, stretch, all that stuff. And our tight ends are starting to come along. So I think we'll be okay. We just got to keep moving forward. We have a tough schedule coming up. But we're so close to beating the Green Bay Packers, it will happen. It's going to happen soon, especially if Rodgers is gone next year. Um, But that's the show today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Again, go check out all the affiliates in the description below. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and the audio version as well. Go check out all the other episodes and check out for the weekly episodes. Thank you guys so much. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. We'll see you guys next time.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.